Church of the Living God said amen. Amen. So thankful we know this God that is a very present help in time of trouble. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful that we have the great shepherd that is leading us every step of the way. Lord, you said in your word, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, for I'll be with you even in you to the end of the world. And Lord, we come to the kingdom for such a time as this. We have come to the end of times and so father we're just saying lord would you guide us to our next step into that rapture change into the promise of the word that has been laying there so many years other saints throughout the ages have read it but lord we're going to manifest it and so father i pray that you'll quicken it to each and every one of us lord this world is not my home i'm just a passing through So, Lord, we're not building kingdoms here. We're saying, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in this earth as it is in heaven. So we commit the service to you, praying, God, that you will have your divine way. Open the word. Break the word. Feed your sheep. Anoint the speaker. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may have your seats. God bless you. It's wonderful to be in the presence of the Lord, isn't it? We had a wonderful time on Friday night. We had a gathering with the young people. Brother Michael Ray took the evening. It was to do with relationships for our children and friendships and led all the way up into courtship. I thought, well, maybe I need to take a session for the younger couples that are having ones that are in that target area. But it's always nice to give instruction in the Word. And I'm so thankful God has given us a roadmap, a message that could lead us so that we could bring our children up in the faith, that the Word of God can keep them holy and sanctified in such a wicked, sin-cursed age we live in. And I thought, Michael, you did a masterful job. Thank you. It was on Brother Michael Andy's heart to have it. He was out of town. He felt unqualified because he was not married. This is not an advertisement, but let it be an advertisement. (laughs) God bless you, Michael. We appreciate you. Brother Kyle Morton, Sister Christina, who are our children in the faith, they're visiting us today, and, and Brother Kyle will be ministering tonight, so I know you won't want to miss that. God bless you, Brother Kyle. Thank you for making home home again. Nice always to see you and the family. Announcement was made over the next two weeks because of the long weekend. We understand the borders and its problems. Wednesday night, this Wednesday night coming up, we're having our annual business meeting. And as we did last year, we moved it from the fellowship room to the sanctuary. The brothers, the trustees will be uh, speaking to us. um, And we'll be having a business meeting so you know where the church is at. and, and, uh, And in the various areas, the school, the church, the camp. And I, and I think it's very important you are great um, per, uh, partakers of this. You're the ones that have given towards this, and you need to know where we are, and I think it's very important to be in attendance for that. Just because it's a business meeting, it's a business meeting that we need to have, and you should be here. 
So that will be on Wednesday evening. Well, Brother Biscoll did a wonderful announcement today of our mothers. And uh, I guess I can't um, not say anything. Um, Brother Tim made his comment. There are are more than just one mother that are here for the first time. There are other mothers we're thankful for that you're going to experience a whole life change. And as Brother Ed said, you are indeed very, very important to the kingdom of God. I looked up um, a, a title called The First Lady. And uh, the first time it was used, I think it was Abraham Lincoln's wife. They called her the first lady of the United States of America. There are over 24 nations that call, whether they're presidents or whatever potentate they are, their wives are called the first lady. And I thought about that, and I would be amiss to say under this that we are a holy nation, We are a local church and a local body. And we have a first lady. And I want to give her her rightful dues. Sister Ruth, you're our first lady. God bless you on Mother's Day. She is quite a mother, and uh, I would be honored to call you mom. My formable years of a Christian, those are very important, as Brother Tim was saying this morning, poor Gideon got a fat lip. We all fall, and we all fell. And there were mothers that were there to hold you and pick you up and kiss you and say, Honey, it doesn't hurt that bad. Well, spiritually, I had a spiritual mother like that. And I I can never forget that, Sister Ruth. Wonderful to have these dear ones with us. Brother Jonathan Frey traveled with me to Poland. I put it down, it's been a busy year. I've been in Dallas in January, China in February, Switzerland in April, Poland just came back. So it's been a busy time, fruitful time, I'm thankful to say, not just for travel, but what the Word has been doing and and being able to be a part of that, I feel very deeply privileged. But I had a young man want to come to Switzerland at first, and then he said, I heard that I was going to Poland. So he said, can I go to Poland with you, Brother Tom? I said, well, how's your missionary jar? Whenever I have a young man want to go with me on a trip, I said, get a missionary jar, and if you want to spend five bucks on a hamburger, put your five bucks in your jar. When you've got enough for a ticket, you can come along. So I guess Brother Jonathan phrased, missionary jar grew, he said, I can, go, I can come with you. Brother Jonathan, where are you? If you like, or is he upstairs? Recording. Recording, well. If he's not available, that's fine. If I don't see his head in two seconds. Okay, if you want to make your way down here, Jonathan. You know, the wonderful thing about 
uh, whether we take a, a missions group for our, our children to China from the high school and they come back affected. Uh, it doesn't matter what country you go to, to to be around saints, believers, it affects you. And we were affected. I was affected. I was in Poland eight, uh, 20 years ago when Sam, my son Sam graduated. He was 18 years old. And my son Sam, he was a deacon today, he was never, ever a problem. The biggest problem Sam had one day was when he came to me at camp. And we had done a presentation of some kind, and I can't even remember what it was. And he came up running to me as I was going to my cabin, and he was weeping, and he saying, Daddy, Daddy, forgive me. I said, Son, what's the problem? He said, Well, I told you I was going to the church, and I stopped off at a friend's place before I went to the church, and I wasn't upright with you. That was my biggest problem with Samuel. So he was a good boy, he was a wonderful son, but he never had the spark. He never had the spark, and that was a burden for Joanne and myself, because we want our children not to be just rich young rulers. We want them filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. And so we were burdened, and of course every 18-year-old, once they're out of school, wants to travel the world, and he of course wanted to travel Europe for a few months, and I said, you're crazy, you're not gonna, that's not going to happen, and but I said, I'm going to some services in Poland. Maybe you'd like to come. And Joanne and I were trying to figure it all out. And we'd been in prayer. That morning, whether Brother Ed knows or not, he called up. And he said, I've been in prayer. And I feel it would be the Lord if you took Samuel with you to Poland. I said, Brother Ed, that's exactly what we were talking about this morning. We went to Poland, and Poland, I preached the meetings with Brother Harold Hildebrand. I had that privilege. And in one of those services, the Holy Ghost came down, and Samuel got filled with the Holy Ghost in fire. So Poland's always had a fond memory for me, and they had 20 years. It's been 20 years to the time I was there, and um, it was a sight to behold. Brother Jonathan, why don't you relay what the Lord did? Amen. Well, God bless you all. Uh, I was going to go to uh, Switzerland, as Brother Tom said, and then I found out he's going to Poland, and I knew he's going to be alone in Poland, so I figured I would go and be a blessing in any way I could, just to be a support to the man of God. And turns out I was blessed even more than what I even could have imagined to be. Um, without going into a whole a whole lot of detail of the whole trip, but the believers there, they are so simple, so kind, and so welcoming. They they treated us like uh, kings. They, they, they opened their homes. You know, if you think about it, someone like myself flying to a country I've never been, I don't know anybody, I don't speak their language. Brother Greg was supposed to come with me, and he was not able to make it, so I'm flying alone to a bunch of people I have no idea who, who they are, and they don't know who I am. And they opened up their home. I stayed in uh, Brother Jastix. He's a pastor there in Ustron. I stayed in his home for a couple of nights. He took me around the city, took me around the town, and it was just a humbling experience, but I think the most 
the part that spoke to me the most was there was a brother in the church. He just wanted to take me up to the mountain just to show me the mountain. He couldn't hardly speak a word of English. And um, he just wanted to do something for, for me while I was there. So he took me up the mountain. And he told me, he said, tell me about the prophet. Talk to me about the prophet. I'm like, who am I to sit here and, and talk about the prophet? And he says, your pastor, he said, your pastor walked with the prophet. Tell me about the prophet. And so I began to talk, just nothing super spiritual, nothing deep, nothing, no deep revelation. I was just talking about nature, you know. We're in the mountains, we were walking and hiking, and the prophet loved nature. So we were just talking about that. And he puts his hand on his shoulder, on my shoulder. He looked me in the eye and he says, You are so blessed to have the prophet in your language. And it hit me hard, you know, we've heard it before, but it hit me hard this time to look into someone's eyes with tears in his eyes and have him say that. And the scripture came to my mind was, to whom much is given, much is required. And I felt convicted even in my own heart. I said, Lord, I haven't done enough. Here we are, we have the whole message in our language. And here this brother, all he wants to know, he just wants to do whatever he can. I said, Lord, I haven't done enough. And so my goal that whole trip was just to do whatever I could for the Lord, do whatever I could for the servant of God, be a support, be a blessing, be a blessing to the bride over there. And, and that's, that's why I went, was to just be a blessing, to be a support. And I pray that that's what was done. And I pray that if I could look back and say that, that I did what I could when I was there. So... To God be the glory for everything that took place in the meetings. The meetings were wonderful. Brother Tom, he's just the same over there as he is here. He had to slow down a little bit for the translator, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, but it was a really wonderful time, and I'm, I'm thankful I got to go. It was it's a life-changing experience to have that happen. And so I just give God the glory for that. So I want to bring greetings to you from Brother Peter Schnegan, who is the host pastor, their assembly and their church, their family. They always are on the Internet. And uh, his son, I'm sure he'll be listening to this service. I think he listens to every service. Uh, he knows every one of you, bar none. And he knows when you're not in church. And you know what we are. We are stuck in our seats, right? We do get stuck in a certain place, so that's why you get identified. They love you, and we love them. And they are a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful group of believers. I had the privilege to speak um, uh, with um, Gert Rodewall from Germany, so you couldn't get two ends of the spectrum. Brother Gerd was very statesmanship-like in his delivery, and I'm who I am. Uh, but we enjoyed one another immensely. Our rooms were beside each other, and every time he didn't hear me praying or the prophet playing, I think he stuck his head on, Brother Tom, can I see you? Can we talk? So we had wonderful fellowship around the Word, and, uh, and uh, it was just a special bond, a special time. So thank you for your prayers. We're home now for a season. And we trust that the Holy Spirit will minister and, and be our minister in the service this morning. So if you wouldn't mind standing to your feet, I'd like to turn to Zechariah 
chapter 13, verse 1, very familiar scripture, and then we'll turn to 1 Chronicles 12, verse 32. Thank you once again for your prayers while we have been away. It's been much appreciative. Zechariah 13, verse 1, one scripture. Zechariah chapter 13, verse 1. In that day there shall be a fountain opened to the house of David, to the inhabitants of Israel, for sin and for uncleanness. First Chronicles chapter 12. First Chronicles chapter 12. Chronicles if you can, you know, as I know some people you know, have different favorite um, chapters of the Bible, and by the time you get my age, you find out every, cha- every chapter and every book is special. I always thought Chronicles were special to me, and then Romans was the most special, and John became more. <laughs> Might as well say the book is most special to us. So, First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. happy that I hear the printed page being turned. I would be very disappointed if we had our iPhones. And not to say that maybe some of you do, but there's nothing like the printed page. And so with that, um, I'm sorry if I offended anybody, but I do like to hear the rattling of the pages. Zechariah 13, verse, I'm sorry, First Chronicles 12:32, and the children... And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, there's been a lot of announcements, and we just want to quiet ourselves now as we come to the Word of God. I pray, Lord, that you're the, uh, you're the author of the Word inspire the word revelate us this morning lord make your word alive to us not don't let it become dead letter let it become life and father i'm praying for everyone from the youngest to the oldest lord i'm praying for every soul that's represented here and also on the way of the internet that you will speak deeply to all of our hearts and that the word would come alive, Lord. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may have your seats. God bless you. I titled the message, Thine Are We. Because just the previous verses in verse 18 you'll find that the children of Israel were gathering around David. And the Bible talks about a young man by the name of uh, Amasai, who was chief of the captains. And he said to David, Thine 
are we. And I thought that was a powerful statement to make. Thine are we. Um, you know, we are, are a group of people that have been called out. Some of us from churches, some of us from out of the world. But we have been called out by the voice of the resurrection. And that voice has called us and raised us up for a purpose. And these men rallied around David because David was a fugitive. He was a rejected king amongst Israel. Those who once loved him hated him. Those that once admired him spit on him. But there were men and women that had caught the revelation of who David was. And it didn't matter whether King Saul didn't like David. It didn't matter whether anybody liked David. They had their own personal revelation that David was coming to the throne. And so now here we are, if we take the spiritual part, which we will be, just laying a little foundation, that we believe that this message is Jesus Christ, and doesn't matter what web page, doesn't matter where in the world, whoever comes against this message, I have a personal revelation that this message is going to pack me to the throne. And let me say something to you. If you don't have that, you aren't going where I'm going. So you can have a lot of you young men sit around here. I spoke about my son, Sam. I'll treat you all as my own sons. You need the Holy Ghost. We are coming down to an hour where it seems that God can come down in such a special way. And move amongst us and not even be moved. We're coming to an hour. Now that's why Brother Ram said, if you just feel a little bit of a tug, respond. Because now as sin is increasing and Satan's power is causing a darkness to come on the land, there is a word that is packing a people away. And this word is becoming more alive. So it's your expectation and my faith and my expectation that will draw Jesus on the scene. We had a wonderful time in Poland. We had... Uh, over 400 and some people attend the meetings, more than I could imagine. Wherever hall they had, it was packed. It was packed down the, down the hallways, mothers with babies. They stood for two to three hours in the meeting. And we just had a special time, my last service on, a, on, a, on the evening, the last evening service. And the Holy Spirit fell in, in a... And, you know, people are looking for so many different kinds of miracles. And the people were worshiping, and it was an uh, automatic response to the word, and it, they were just, just, just lost in God, and it was one of those special, special times. And I don't know the people, so I'm just preaching whatever the Lord puts on my heart. And there's been a, a daddy sitting right up front, right in front of me, and he'd been there every service. And all of a sudden, I see this young man from the back of the church move from the back, come right to the front, and grab this older brother give them a big hug and they wept and they cried and they sobbed and they rejoiced. And the people just erupted. So I don't know what's going on. 
So then one of the brothers stepped beside me, who could speak uh, Polish and English, and said to me, that is a daddy who has believed the message. That is a son who has believed the message. They have not talked to each other for 12 years. And the Holy Spirit came down, broke those fetters, broke down those walls. And saints of God, that to me is a miracle. And so, you know, we look for and we expect certain things, but there's certain things that we know within our own lives, you know God needs to deal with. That's why I love the gospel, because you could just say a statement, and for one person it means this, to another person it means that, to another person God deals with them on on that level. You don't have to go into personal issues. But if we want to really get out of here, there has to be a dealing of some of your own personal issues. Not sweeping things under the carpet, just putting them under the blood and go forward. We read a scripture this morning out of Chronicles, says, And the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, they knew what the times were. A lot of people know what the times are. A lot of people know that we're in a very dark age and they see the earthquakes in divers places. They see the volcanoes. They see all that. But it doesn't stop there. They knew what Israel ought to do. So not only did they understand the times, they knew what to do in the times. And, and, and that's really what I would like to speak on this morning. We understand what times we're living in, but we need also to know what to do. What to do? What do I do to have a walk with God? What do I do to have to have God speak to me and make the Bible alive? What do I have to do to have a personal relationship with God? What do I really have to do? You don't have to say amen in a service. That doesn't make you spiritual. You don't have to rejoice in a service. That doesn't make you spiritual. Yet rejoice, yet say amen. But what ought I to do at this time when David's coming to his kingdom? When we actually believe we're in a rapture season, what do we do? What do we do as mothers on a Mother's Day? What do I got to do to hold my children before the throne of grace? What do I got to do? Do I have to fast? Do I have to pray? What do I do, Lord? I know the time. We hear it all the time. But what must I do for my family? What must I do to have children that ignore half the service and walk out and be in the bathroom for 15 minutes and you don't even know that? We can so get lost in the crowd. I never once came to church so I could get out of church. Every time I come to church, God, the Word is my life. 
If it's not for me, it's for somebody. I'll pull for that somebody. If it's not for me, it must be for my wife. If it's not for my wife, it's for my children. If it's not for my children, it's for somebody. What, what would I do? What ought I to do? But they knew what to do. And many times we ignore the beckoning of the Holy Spirit. And we ourselves do know what to do. And Satan is holding you back. But I want to say this morning, you deny Satan. You deny the devil. I know the time we're living in. And I know what I need to do. These men, so I, I had the title, Thine are we, that's my declaration, but we're the spiritual children of Issachar. These were people that were birthed in Israel. And you know what, saints? If you look up Issachar, and you look up to the borders, thy lines have fallen in pleasant places, and the Lord is my portion. They were the richest of the tribes. Their land was the richest of the tribes. And I want to say to you, this has been the richest of all ages. When God has opened His Word... They knew the times and they knew what to do. And I believe we got to know what we must do. Your boy has a feminine haircut. You make him have a man's haircut if he lives in your house. Who rules the home? The children or the daddy? You let a feminine come into your home, you'll have a homosexual on your hands. We know what to do. You say, Brother Tom. No, no, Brother Tom, me. I've traveled a lot in this year. I've seen so much nonsense and garbage. And I want nothing to do with it. Jesus came by my way. Jesus put lines around me. Jesus gave me my portion. And I don't want what the world's got. You need to spiritually poke your daughters. Say, do you have a walk with God? Are you reading your Bible? Are you listening to a tape? I'd be ashamed to have young people at a young people's meeting and say, have you ever heard this day? Is this scripture fulfilled? And not one hand go up? Shame on the parents. You might get quiet. But I know what age I'm living in. And I know there's a rapture taking place. And I know not all's going in the rapture. But I've got to believe we are all going in the rapture. This isn't a sloppy, agape message group. I'll tell you in this message there are people out to destroy you. But I don't care what anybody thought. They didn't care what anybody thought. They came from the tribe of Benjamin. They came from the tribe of Judah. They came from the tribe of Issachar. They came out of Laodicea. They came from Cloverdale, Nigeria. Why? Because they knew a message has come. 
a message has come in this hour to get a people, Brother Roy. We've been here too long. We've come down to our last hours. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've only got one thing on my mind. Maybe I'm just old. Maybe I'm just getting old. But I got heaven on my mind. When I drive down the street, I got heaven on my mind. Do you have shortcomings, Brother Tom? Absolutely. I put them under the blood. I drive down the road. Lord, I don't want that thought. Let that thought go. Put it under the blood. I want to be ready. I love Brother David's testimony laying there under the truck. He had nothing to be sorry for. He had nothing to make right. That's a good place to be. I remember we were down surprising Brother Ken down in California for his 60th birthday. Here we are, Joanne and I just getting to our room and we're right in the middle of an earthquake. Now, that was sweet. Building going like this. People running down the stairs. Joanne's a little excited. I said, honey, we have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. If this is the time, if this is the time, we're ready. This is the time. What do I got to do? I had people. You might victorious be sitting here and God might give you a child. But when you have a baby, things change. Things become very serious. Because then you start to realize that baby has been given to me by Almighty God. And now I'm responsible for that child. To bring him up in the admonition of God. To bring him in an atmosphere of holiness. I had three backslidden sons in my backyard last week. Or the week before I left. And they didn't, one didn't even know who I was. Or he knew who I was. He didn't think I knew who he was. We had to, I had some concrete work I needed to, to have done. And so the contractor that I was using said, I know a, a, a company that will come and give you a quote. I said, fine, thank you very much. And this fellow shows up, nice clean cut, nice little beard trimmed up, real nice, standing there with a clipboard in his hand. And I, and I always look at people's eyes. I said, I know you. He says, and I know you too. I said, you're Sidney DeVries. I said, I haven't seen you in about 15 years. How do you like that one? So you know what? To me, give them the job. Maybe the God's in this. So the time comes to get the job. I go out. I, you know, Joanne says, they're here. They're doing the work. They're doing this. Why don't you come out and see it? I'll say, I'm studying. I'll, I'll be out there in a minute. So I go, I go outside. And there's Ben DeCurdy. I said, hey, Ben, how are you doing? Ben, he's, he's jovial, he's kind, he's nice. We had a good time talking. But there was one that also had a big old beard on. And he wouldn't look at me. He wouldn't look at me. And I said, I know him. 
And I, he won't look at me. He's always turning to his left side. He, to his side. like. I'm, and so finally the concrete came and he had to get up. He had to work. Finally he turned around and I looked at Sid DeVries. I said, is that the Laws boy? Is that Andrew Laws? So here I got Sidney DeVries, Ben DeCurdy, and Andrew Laws all backslidden in my backyard. I like those opportunities. Shall we bow our head in a moment, O kind Heavenly Father? We thank Thee for this faith of the people. Even after many, many years have passed, still you have people that believe. We're so thankful tonight for the opportunity to be associated with them. Fellow citizens of the kingdom of God. Pilgrims in this world. Strangers professing an inheritance is above and not of this world. And we pray tonight, thy great power will be manifested among us so that the lame walk, the blind see, the troubled heart will be well, cancers healed, demons cast out, sinners saved, and backsliders reclaimed. And when I read that, I said, I reclaim them. I reclaim them in the name of Jesus Christ. Why can't, why not? Why not? We are kingdoms, we are people of another kingdom. We are people of faith. We are people that have seen miracles for 40 years. We have seen sons come back, daughters come back. Then I reclaim them. I don't want a social gospel. I want a gospel that's got power. Amen. Children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times. I have understanding of the times. You have understanding of the times. But they knew what Israel ought to do. Stand with David. Be immovable. Unshakable. You put a defense around this message. Oh, these are the kind of people that we stand with. These are the pilgrims of this world we've stood with. These are the citizens of the kingdom of God we are identified with. We claim them in belief that the trouble will be made well and that cancers will be healed, that demons will be cast out, the sinners will be saved, the backsliders reclaimed. Glory be to the Father. Hallelujah. Of the Lord Jesus Christ, for we ask it for His glory. Now, I'm asking you as daddies that have backslidden sons, I want to know whether you are spiritual Israelites. Know the time you're living in and know what you have to do. You know, Brother Bram said this. Brother Biscoe preached on it in the log church. I, Brother Branham took it out of the message, How Can I Overcome? And Brother Branham quotes this or he speaks it and ministers it. And we get it sometimes all mixed up. He said, First, your obligation is to God. Your second obligation is to your family. The third obligation is to the body of Christ. 
Sometimes we get the body of Christ ahead of our family. Let's put it in right order the way the prophet put it. Brother Bram says, I've seen men healed back there with prostate trouble. God bless you, brother. Diabetes, that lady over there, forget about it. We know what to do. You get an ailment, forget about it. The prostate, brother, you're healed. The lady with diabetes, forget about it. Go home, you're well. Has things changed? Is the word any less? It's not less. It's more, brother, and it's more alive than it's ever been. So I don't care what your trouble is. Let the word heal you. Let the word heal you. You don't need somebody to tell you you got the problem. You know your own problem. You know what to do. Do it. Go home. You're well. It's going all over the building. You believe now? The Bible said these works that I do, you shall do also. Is that true, Brother Leon? Is that what a prophet said? He takes from the scriptures. And Jesus saying, the works that I do, shall you do also. They knew the time and they knew what to do. She would do the greater works. That's exactly right. These signs shall follow them that believe. If they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. What times are we living in? Do you know the time? Do we know the season? And Paul writes to the Thessalonians in 5 and 1, but at the times of the season, brethren, we have no need that I write unto you. They knew their time. Issachar knew its time. Do we know our time? For yourselves know perfectly well the day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night. So when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction come upon them as travail upon a woman. And they shall not escape. When can that happen, Brother Tom? That could happen in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. That could happen right as we're sitting here right now. Then... You know what to do to make ready. Because if you don't go, you got a tribulation at best. The people that don't make the rapture, you're going through a tribulation at best. At best. And you wouldn't want that. Now, I don't even know, sometimes maybe we don't preach it as serious as we should. Because we're believing for you that you will. But it's your free will to accept the will of God. It's your free will. It's not the fear to put in your heart. It's your free will to love the Lord. To say, you're my Savior. Lord, I don't want to live this way. What do I do to have a walk with God? You're going to have to throw away your filthy computers. The stuff that you do behind people's backs. There are things that go on that 
Many people think nobody knows. Really? You've come this far down the road and you think nobody knows? Even if we don't know personally, you think God will bless you in that unclean living state? Just because we go to Bible way and everything's rosy and we have hallelujahs and things like that, there are things you need to make right. If Issachar knew the time, they knew what to do and you know what to do. Brother Bram said, go clean your house out. Just go do it. If you know how to do it, do it. Just do it. Listen, this is the house of God. This is the judgment seat. But I don't want to stand before that judgment seat. I'd rather stand before the word now. And get it right now. I don't care what it is. I don't care. I don't know. I don't care if you're doing cocaine. I don't care if you're doing marijuana. I don't care if you're drinking beer. I don't care if you're watching pornography. Get it out of your life. And you say you can't do it. That's a lie. The God that delivered me can deliver you. And the God that delivered the brother next to you can deliver you. You've watered down this message to be in a bunch of quotes. This message is Jesus Christ alone. There is still power in this blood. There is power in this message. There's power in the word. Somebody said, well, how come you don't have facial hair? How come you don't have this? Somebody said to me, well, what did the prophet have? That's what I want. Say, so, oh, you're getting really down to legalism. I'm sorry, Kyle. It's not to your works. That's me personally. It's me personally. Whatever God identified with, if Joseph had to shave his face before he came to Pharaoh, I'm sorry. It's, it's okay. Don't get bound up and don't have everybody with razors this afternoon, please. That is not the reason what I'm saying this for. It says, well, whatever we got to do. So they asked me in Poland, what were you like, Brother Tom, before you got saved? I, well, I said, I, I'm so old I forgot. <laughs> Amen. But I can say I was once young. But now I'm old. And I have not yet seen his seed begging bread. This word's alive. We're not talking about putting bread on the table. I'm talking about the breaking of the bread of life. Forty some odd years now, that word is more alive and more real to me than anything else. I've gone through my raising my children and my Legos. I've gone through my truck stage. I've gone through my bicycle and going downhill with Joel. On Mount Whistler and just about breaking my neck on a single track. Joanne saw a helicopter go up and she says, oh no. They're picking Tom's pieces up. You go through that and one guy said, you're just trying to be a super dad. No, I'm just trying to be dad. Be with my kids through all their stages. But now, they're growing up and they have their children. And the only thing I've got, saints, left 
is my darling wife and my gospel that I love and adore. So yes, I am more fervent now, I seem, than I was 20, 40, 30 years ago. We're spiritual children of Issachar. You say, well, Brother Tom, how many times have you read the messages and all that? Some of them hundreds. Some of them maybe one or two times. But I love it. It's given me peace. That passes all understanding. The Baptist church sure didn't do it for me. They, I, every time I went there, I got more questions than I had answers. There was no church that could give me the answers. But then Jesus came. I'm sorry, friends. There's no theology that's going to make you have a relationship with God. And not even my personal testimony going to give you your own personal relationship with God. You have to have your own. You are you and I am mine. I'm not Brother Ed. I love Brother Ed. I worship the God of Brother Ed. You know what? The scripture, I read the scripture the other day, maybe two, three weeks ago. I wrote it down and I, I loved it. I loved it. So I thought, oh, I'll just write this down here. First, Luke 1, 46. Might not even be profound to anybody here, but it was for me. And Mary said, my soul. Let's magnify the Lord. And my spirit hath rejoiced. In God my Savior. For he hath regarded the low estate of his people. I thought, oh God, I was of the lowest estate of your people. And an angel came to me. Not just to Mary, he came to me. And I will indeed magnify the Lord. And Brother Bram says the ministry of the mysteries of God's finished. What if that is them seven mysteries coming forth and a humble little church like ours that the Almighty has come and regarded the lowest state of His people you say, what? I don't think so. It might not be. But what if it is? Then he said, times run out. Do you think? He said, be serious. It's later than we think. Issachar knew the hour they were in and what to do. So I titled the message, Thine are we because of Amishai, just a few verses earlier. The Spirit came upon Amishai. You know what Amishai means? Burdened. Burden. Burden. To see a people walk with God. Burden. 
to see young men birthed by the power of God. Burdened, that they will stand fortified around the Word of God. And when he found his place under that burden, he's the one that said, Thine are we, David. Whatever I am, I'm yours. And when Jesus came, Thine am I. I'm yours, Lord. I'm yours. Whatever I have to clean out, I'll clean it out. And Amnesai, Amshai said, who is the chief captain, said, Thine are we, David. We're on your side, son of Jesse. Peace and peace be unto thee. Peace to thy helpers. For thy God helpeth thee. Then David received them and made them captains of the land. <coughs> Excuse me. I read a close of a scripture. I think I've used it a number of times over the years. But Romans 16 and 25, you don't need to turn to it. It's wonderful scripture. It says, Now to him that is a power to establish you according to my gospel. To establish you. He who is of power is able to establish you unto my gospel. And the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery. Which was kept Secret since the world began. So the Amplified says, according to the revelation, to its unveiling, that the mystery of the plan of redemption has been kept quiet or silent till now. But now, he goes on to say, verse 26, it's made manifest. And by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandments of the everlasting Father, made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. Closed up. Anno. Closed up. Who are you? A handmaiden of the Lord. Where did you come from? Africa. And God had to move his handmaiden from Africa to Burnaby. So that the gospel, God had it all orchestrated. But the only thing that could release you was those mysteries that were once closed, now open. We know our time. It's the revealing of Jesus Christ time. And because of this revealing, it's given you power to establish yourselves in the faith. That's why I loved it and I took last week on how when the children of Israel, the tribe of Manasseh, they said, we're a great people. We need more land. We're great people. We need more land. Well, if you're such a great people, go do something. 
Go prove that you're a great people. Go cut down some trees. Cut down some groves in your families. Cut those family things that shouldn't be there. That you have allowed to be. Cut it down. And once you die, he says, yes, you are a great people. And you know what? The positive part is like I said. And yes, you are a great people. And yes, you will drive out the inhabitants. There's the positive side. They've been on your land too long. I say drive them out. Cut the grove. Get it. You know what to do. What a a wonderful time we're in. It's not just nice statements that we quote or... But these are powerful statements that we read. Your sin is not even in the memory of God. That is for the redeemed. That is not for those that have not given their lives to Christ. Is that perfectly clear? There's no wand here. You get born again and you can rejoice in what I just said. You can sit there being miserable, wishing Brother Tom would quit. Then what are you even doing here? I came to church one day because I wanted God. And that's what we want this morning. We know the time and we know what to do. Repent! Repent! There's no big eyes, no little use. We are one body, we. People think the more spiritual sisters get to the place. Now, sisters, I, I, I don't want to hurt your toes now. And, and, and close your eyes if it, you think I'm looking at you, because I'm not. Sometimes we think we're so spiritual. And we start giving counsel to people we have no business in giving counsel to. Right. <sighs> Said it. Should I say it again, or is that enough? You know, whenever I you know, gave my little boys a little bit of a pat, I did it three times. Cause first one, two, three. Three is a good number, Brother Bram said. God has put into the church apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. God has given a church ministry. And it's not Nicolaitanism. It's, we're, we're, we're not that way. But some of the counsel I have heard being given by sisters, my hair actually stands on my arms. And people take that counsel and it's a disaster. And you know who picks up the pieces? You know, without saying it, you know exactly who does. You know the best thing to do, the prophet taught? Pray. Somebody has a burden, they come to you, pray. I'll pray for you, sister. Don't give the advice. Give prayer. Now, the Bible does talk about the elder sisters being with the younger sisters. It didn't say counsel. 
It's to teach them in the ways of a mother, in the ways of a home. You're not sitting down breaking serpent seed or the seventh seal. Are we still okay now? I know, I know it goes up, it goes down. <laughs> it's just what it is. I, w- I want to say this. I love you with an undying love. And I hate Satan with a passion. And I, I, I will not stand and see Satan come into the church and run roughshod. I've been delivered by too much. And I know if God can deliver one, He can deliver another. And I know the time, and I know what to do. I know when I have to get on my face before God. And that's all I'm encouraging you to do. I really am. I really am. I like preaching myself. It's got some passion. It's got some feeling. Maybe sometimes I do joke too much, and, and forgive me for that. Or I say light things too much. And I, and I remember Brother Bram said in Restoration of the Bride Tree, he said, Lord, I'm, would you just overlook? Sometimes he says it runs in our, my family. You say some light things. And then he stopped and he said, Lord, you won't overlook it. But if I ask you to forgive me, you'll wash me of it. So I'm not looking to God to overlook any situation in my life, saints. I just want the blood to wash, to cleanse, and to move a church forward. If you want to settle down and and do, as Brother Bram said, sheep herding, as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. He says, if you just want to sit down and have a nice little church and sheep herding and it's your little, that's fine. That's fine. You go have it. Leave Moab alone. Let them have it. He said, but as far as me, I want to go all the way. I've had that in my Bible every time I have gone on a mission trip. Anytime I've gone anywhere, I take that little quote because I just don't want to have good meetings. I just don't want good meetings. What is that going to do? If at best, a year from now, they'll forget everything I said. Unless God gave them a revelation through something. And you know it yourself. Sometimes a certain brother will preach and you remember a statement. You don't remember 45 minutes to an hour of it. We just want to move on. Children, spiritual children of Issachar had the richest land of Israel. And we've had the richest land of the Word of God ever given throughout the ages. They knew David. They knew the promise. They knew it was anointed. And they knew where to run to. And the scripture said they knew what to do. People say, well, Brother Tom, how do we get more of God in our lives? You know, they asked that prophet a long time ago. And he just made a very wonderful statement. Read your Bible and pray every day. I don't need somebody to teach me. 
I don't like to have a Bible study every day. I've got the teacher himself. I come to church three times a week. I've got my own private time. I, I, get, I get this thing and it comes up on my Bible program, Spurgeon, and he gives scripture of the day and the month of the year and the week. And the, how do I know what he wants is reading that I want to read? I don't like people telling me what to do. I, I, I mean that in a, in a good way. I like to have my own personal Open my Bible. Open the Bible. Read my scripture. Where did I last read? Oh God, that's what you did. You have to have your own personal walk with God. It's not just church. It's not just church, saints. The Bible says, In whom we've obtained an inheritance. Being why? Predestinated to this. According to the purpose of him who will, who worketh all things out after his counsel of his own will. Listen to what Brother Bram said. He says, this word goes right to them. And they don't recognize it. Can you imagine in a service? And yes, I can imagine. I've been in many. The word will come out in power. It will come out in, in various ways. And they don't recognize it. They don't recognize it. Only the predestinated pick it up. Only the predestinated seed that God has predestinated before the foundation of the world picks it up. In the message, Shalom. And the real Word of God falls, now listen, I preached on it maybe three months ago, on the vindicated. And I thought, that is such a tremendous statement. Because if you look in the Hebrew, what vindicate means, it means those who He claims. So God has been doing His claiming work. Yeah, people get healed, but does it mean that they were claimed? But it only falls on the vindicated. Upon the seed. Blessed, Psalm says 33 and 12, is the nation whom God is the Lord and the people whom He hath chosen for His inheritance. Look around the room. And now call one another blessed. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright. And I want you to know that this inheritance that was given to you is forever. Because David writes in Psalms 37 and 18, The Lord knoweth the days and he knoweth the nights. You know, the days, I'm sorry, of the uprights and that their inheritance is and shall be forever. So the Lord is my portion forever. The Lord is your portion, Marco, forever. Forever. 
He's my lot. He's my portion as I preach on. He's my contentment. He's my pleasure. He's my satisfaction. He is my joy. He's my inheritance. He's my thanksgiving. This is all unmerited grace. Philip said unto him, Lord, maybe you want to say that, Lord, show us the Father, and that will suffice me. Show me yourself, Lord. Show me yourself. Just open my eyes. Buy me eyes, have that I might see. Not just church, but see God in the power of His resurrection. See Him in a living way, in a new way that you've never experienced. Show us the Father. And it will suffice me. And he said, Philip, have I been with you so long? When you've seen me, you have seen the Father. That suffice from its root word means, if you will show me who you are, Lord, that will carry me away. I love that definition. Lord, show me who you are, and I'll just get carried away out of Laodicea. Show me who you are and you'll carry me away out of my sin. Just show me who you are, Lord. Just show me it. I don't want anything else. I just want you. If you just show me yourself right now, I can get out of that click that I'm in. You will lift me out of that burden. You will lift me out of that thing that's tried to hold me down. It will break that chain. And there are some chains that need to be broken today. And you personally have to stand in your own heart and say, Satan, you've tried to rewrap me, but I deny you in the name of Jesus Christ. You cannot have me. I am not coming down to the end of my road and ruin my testimony. Do I hear an amen from the balcony? We have run this race. We have been fervent for the cause. And David needs some men to stand around him. And I know the time I'm in. And I know what needs to be done. I will stand. Hallelujah. And you say to your own selves, I'll stand as a mother. This is Mother's Day. I'll stand as a mother. I'll cradle my child. I'll read them Bible stories. I'll pray with them at night. Hallelujah. I'm not on the internet trying to buy something here and buy something there and Oh, Jesus. You still got a minute? Still one more minute? I'm, I still love you. It's hard for me just as you think it's easy for me. 
I, I, I'd love to preach and I saw things. I really would. But maybe I'm an Amishai today. I got a burden. I got a burden for you. I got a burden. Burden to see young ladies just, just get a hold of God. You don't know what I'm talking about until you've experienced it. But experience it once and you'll just say, I want more. You get it one time, I'll tell you something, saints. You want more, more, more. He's my lot. He's my inheritance. And it's forever. Satan can't take it away from me. I don't care how hard he tries. He's my lot. He's my portion. He's my contentment. He's my pleasure. He's my satisfaction. He's my joy. Habakkuk 2 and verse 2. Don't turn. I know you'll be looking through the pages and that's fine. Habakkuk 2 and 2 says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. Write the vision. Make it plain upon the table that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak. Glory! There'll be a vision, but at the end of that vision, at the end of the ages, at the end of time, there will be an end. It shall speak. And she, under her messenger, is the final voice to the final age. We will say what he said. Hallelujah. That him that read, run. You wonder why we run, why we go, why Brother Tim now is going to go to Uganda and go to Ethiopia. Why we go to Poland and China and Switzerland. We got a message. And David needs men. Come on, men. He needs men. And to know what to do. To take God at His word. Don't you dare let Laodicea come into your home. We've been taught too long. We've been under this message so long now. And we're going to stand like they've never stood before. It's more revelated now than it ever has been. And you say, well, that's too deep for that. It's the problem of it is it's not too deep. It's you just not giving yourself over. Yeah, I used to get glazed over when they say, will you, I like to speak on a third pole or a seventh seal. And, and I go, oh boy, there it goes. Those days are over, folks. We're 40 years down the road for me. Some are 30, some are 20. The own word has opened and opened and opened and opened. Just because it's a little bit deeper than what you want to do. Dig. Brother Brown said you're to dig deep. Dig deep means work not just there on your easy boy reading a message 
Oh, oh, there's a good thought. I can write that down and that'll work there. I don't know. These brothers I know don't do that. Takes days. Wait on God. What's the burden of the word of the Lord? Habakkuk. He writes it down. He said, the Lord answered me. Lord, what would you have me speak? The Lord answered me. Write the vision. Make it plain. That he may run that readeth it. For the vision is for an appointed time. But at the end it shall speak. And not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. Because it will surely come. And then will not tarry. It will be fulfilled. Glory. Let's wait patiently for the promise to be fulfilled and stand. Then Habakkuk goes on to say, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. And the Lord answered him and said, Record the vision. Inscribe it. I didn't know they had recorders then. Because he's talking record and then scribe. So I looked it up in the Hebrew. Mind, just, I'll just finish off here. Note the phrase, Read, then run. Note the phrase, read, may run. It's translated to mean, run to proclaim. Once you read it, you need to proclaim it. Irregardless of the idea of run with the vision recorded on tablets, it suggests that it's very important and it's urgent. Even though it says to read it, it's urgent. The vision is yet for an appointed time. Note, note, it's appointed time revealing to the time of judgment. And I'll take part two at another day. Judgment is in my heart. And the hour of the redeemed is come. We know the time. And we know what to do. If they could do it under the Old Testament, surely there's a group of people at the end that can say, I know the time. And maybe we can be real men today and real women and say, I I know what I must do. Musicians, why don't you come, please? I know what I must do. So Brother Bram goes on to saying questions and answers. So I've watched for something. He says, now, he said, the seed. Now listen to what he says here. The seed. That him that readeth run, that seed will go in newspapers, reading material, 
until every predestinated seed of God has heard it. Let him that readeth, let's run with an urgency. So your prophet said it will go in the newspapers, it will go in reading material, and every predestinated seed will get it. None of them will come unless the Father draws them. And everyone that the Father has drawn will hear it, will come. They will be the predestinated seed that hear the word of God. We know the time. Do we know what we need to do? Here's my cup, Lord. I, I lift it up. So now we preach the whole message. I don't know what is, if God dealt with who and on whatever area, whatever subject. But I, I feel, and I don't want to go by my feelings, that there are a few that need to make a few things right, right now. Right now, in the presence of God, right now. And we are a family. I don't care if you've been in this message for 45, 50, 60 years. I don't care. I, I, I love that time where Brother Branham, I listened to him, he says, I'll be the first one at the altar. And I'm not asking you to come to an altar, I'm asking you to go to your altar of your own heart. Let's bow our heads. Spiritual children of Issachar. And Amishay says, Thine are we, Lord. All that I am, I If I've let anything creep in my life, Lord, I want it gone, 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 Lord. And you have something that you want gone, and you want to stand up individually. Not, not for me, but in the presence of my Lord Jesus Christ. You say, Lord, I want that thing gone. Break, deliver me. It's been holding me, and I don't want it to hold me any longer, Lord. Maybe there's a few more. God bless you. Oh, God, we know the hour. We know the time. But do we know what we have to do? Come and go in. This earth sing my soul. Is there a few more that says, Yeah, I know what I need to do. I know what I need to do. I'll do it, Brother Tom. I'll just do it. I'm that determined. I know. 
stand to your feet and I think God bless you. And you, and you. linger just a little longer because you're going to go at the door and all of a sudden it's just another afternoon and we got another service but one thing I do love is the presence of the Lord Jesus I do love that I love it when the Lord Jesus deals with people's hearts God bless you, young men. May God so inspire you. When you read, may you run. May it be urgent in your lives. God bless you and all that have stood. God bless your faithfulness. God sees it. God bless you. I love him. And I know you do too. Healer of the broken pieces.
Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah to the Lamb. Maybe there's somebody here that hasn't even accepted Jesus. You know what to do. What you have to do is surrender. Jesus, save me, Lord. Jesus, deliver me, Father. Forgive me of my sins, O God. Let the blood of Jesus Christ do its eternal work. If there's somebody here that says, I haven't known Jesus yet, but I want to know Jesus. He'll heal your broken pieces. He'll turn your life around. He'll do in a moment what you've tried to do for years and try to clean yourself up. You cannot do it yourself. He can do it in a moment, just like he did Moses at that burning bush, just like he did Tom Ray at an altar one day. It was in a moment. It could be in a moment at your seat. Just lift up your hand to him in your heart and say, Jesus, just as I am without one plea, Break down that stony heart, Lord. So, Father, with our hearts bowed before your great presence, we thank you for your word. I felt so inadequate speaking. Yet, Lord, you can take one word. You can deal with one heart. That would mean so much to me. So it's Mother's Day, and we're thankful for mothers. Pray that your blessing be upon each one of them as they go their way. And that we'd have more appreciation, Lord, for them each day. Those that have raised up, those that stood to their feet, Lord, you saw the action. Let there be a reaction from God to that act. And grant to them the desires of their heart, Lord. We indeed, if we say we love you, as John writes in the scripture, then we love your children. So go with your children now. Brother Kyle will be ministering this evening. I pray you'll give him great liberty, Lord. We love and appreciate him and Sister Christina. Whatever you have for us, Lord, we come with open hearts. But in this presence now, I just pray that you'll go with each and every one. And may your grace lead us every step of the way. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I know it's some of you have families that you must be with. And I know you will be a great testimony. May this presence of God go with you. Three. Yes, yes, yes.